0: It's Chris from Dark Days Radio again, and I'm here with Astro Mythic Games. Mythic Games, yeah. Mythic Games. He used to you may well have known him if you've watched any of the Beast of War videos, because he was there doing uh, community content that. You're now uh,
1: I'm now commu- community and communications essentially, and leader of the ambassador program with Mythic Games. Excellent. So I did, I've done demo work and judging with Asmodee. I've done some time with Vase of War, and now I've done some banking over the years. And now I kind of think I've found my home a little bit with Mythic Games.
0: Excellent. Okay, so you're going to tell me about Solomon Kane. So this is a miniature board game. Uh, it uses a setup similar that we've seen in Conan. So you've got zones in, on the board. Uh, so it's not gr- it's not really grid based. It's not really hex based. Area. It's area movement, area control, uh, but there's some interesting new features in it. So, uh, yeah, what's the pitch? So, essentially, if anyone doesn't know who Solomon Cain is, he was written by
1: Robert E. Hard as well. So, he's a 16th century Puritan, kind of the archetype for the original witch hunter or zealot. Very much driven purely by eradicating evil and darkness. He's a very faith-driven guy. Not really that philosophical, not very deep. He just literally, if he sees oppression, whether it's a bandit or a pirate or a wolf or a devil or a vampire or a ghost, whatever it may be, he just seeks to destroy it. That's kind of his single drive. So when we approached the game, we wanted a way to get players to engage with Solomon, but be able to collaboratively kind of come together and work with him to tell the short stories, the 15 different short stories that Robert E. Howard did. So... We've turned in to a fully cooperative game where the players play as four cardinal virtues. So the pillars of his belief. So you've got justice, courage, prudence and temperance. And each one brings a different kind of aspect of how Solomon thinks and drives and why he does what he does. So strength embodies Solomon to attack and bring out about his own justice and kill with a sword. Whereas prudence encourages him to avoid danger, pick his targets, pick his moment and not be too brash and run into things. So the players will essentially collectively be working together to get Solomon through adventures and through stories in ways that branch from the short stories and that's kind of the key to the whole thing there are only 15 short stories but we're going to have over 32 what we're calling acts which are basically sets of chapters where you play through these scenes in Africa France Germany England all these different settings and you're going to be able to change what happened in the stories so maybe in the storybook he kills the pirate that has the girl captive but you guys decide that you want to talk the pirate down get the townspeople to deliver justice to the pirate instead of just Solomon Cain Punisher style taking him out with a sword so you'll branch and you'll have different arcing narratives depending on your decision and like maybe like a fighting fantasy book, you yeah. will not know the full ramifications of your actions until you move on to the next chapter.
0: Excellent. Okay. So, um, so yeah, with the miniatures though, what are the main antagonists that you'll face in the game? Um, and what characters what do you play? So the Solomon Kane. You said the virtues, they can manifest on the board. And you showed me the miniatures, they're freaking huge because they're actually to scale with Solomon. And this is 32 millimetres, so they're... 35. 35, so they're quite big. Um, so yeah, what are the other kind of characters you can play as? Like, I'm sure Solomon's got some minion friends or something like that? Yeah, this is the thing. Solomon really actually didn't have a huge amount of allies. He was very much a lone wolf kind of character, which is why we brought in the Virtues to be
1: his guides. Um, he did have some in longer who's an African kind of um, almost like voodoo Doctor kind of wizard guy who works with him at some points. And he does befriend people and the players will have opportunities to befriend people if they choose to as they play through the stories. You'll be able to decide: Do you want to um, kill the nobleman yourself, or will you ally with the betrothed guy that the nobleman who has uh, kind of betrayed by stealing his girl and these kind of things? You'll have decisions to make: whether you work alone or whether you work people. But the thing to kind of really take away from the game is: there's almost a dual-layer element to it. There are mortals like villagers, like Solomon, like pirates, bandits, wolves. Uh, these things that Solomon himself contends with but there's the things outside of Solomon's sight that he doesn't really see but do impact him like the darkness like the ever-present evil around him like ghosts like demons things that he really only comes across very rarely and it's those moments that the virtues have to step in who are ethereal not part of the mortal plane and encourage him and support him and allow him to overcome evil that he can't even begin to understand so because in the books he defeats things that no mortal man could and he thinks he's just able to do it it's his courage, but it's actually his faith is so strong, and the players are going to embody
0: that faith on the board. Okay, so so the game takes place on two levels then. So yeah. you've got miniature, you've got antagonists that are in the mortal plane, antagonists that are in the the ethereal, ethereal ve- beyond the veil, as it were. Um, you've got this branching narrative. So depending upon how you t- succeed in a mission, it leads into options on the next one. Um, which is huge. That kind of narrative, that emergent narrative, is really great. Uh, what about the main? I guess. What about the core, like mechanics of it, like the, how it flows and how are you kind of, how do those mechanics uh, capture the theme and mood of the game? So the, the the biggest thing, the biggest thing we want to
1: focus on most of all is collaboration between the players. So th- what you'll be doing in your turn is rolling dice. So there is a dice-driven um, kind of almost. Uh, uh, Action based economy. So you roll dice and you have to match the symbols with virtue, asymmetrical virtues who have actions on the board. And they also have decks of cards, and at any point they can choose two of those cards to be available for you. So you may have eight cards available and two of them at any time you'll have in front of you ready to activate. You roll the dice, try to match them to the cards so that you can perform an ability. But where the strategy and the real mechanisms are important is before any round starts, the players have to decide who's going in what order so for example Courage may not have somebody to fight right now so she may just want to maybe move Solomon or maybe she wants to roll her dice and match the symbols on other players' cards and donate those dice to them you will have things that you need support of the other players to ever be able to do this is not going to be just simply a matter of saying oh you go and then I'll go or we should do that and then this it's a matter of saying for me to do this I need you to make this happen I need you to get Solomon there so I can explore that trap and find the secret door or I need you to get us off the board so I can heal and recover otherwise we're about to die these kind of you're going to have pivotal moments where you rely on each other. So, you're going to have dice, you're going to have cars, you're going to have cooperation, and basically the opportunity to get Solomon to interact with the world. I think that's probably the other thing that really drives the game. You'll have options to talk to people, um, explore different kind of passageways and options, go down different paths, not just narratively, but also physically on the board. So, sometimes you will not have enough time to explore the options. You'll have to prioritize what you as a group do want to focus on.
0: Okay, that's cool. Um that's that that's loads of information like, no it's really wicked i mean i was looking at it and i was going oh what are the characters and as you say with the the virtues it's like oh okay i, I it makes more sense now. um okay components in the game like what are you getting in the box um so it's been is it been to kickstarter it's
1: on the 12th of june we so okay. in 10
0: days from the time of recording with you
1: and um, it's going to kickstarter we'll be going o- uh, over until just the start of july basically 5th of july okay. it'll finish yeah. and so the components you're going to get in the core box which is going to be probably double by the time the stress yeah. goes out, hopefully. But the core box starts at 39 miniatures, 35 mil scale. And most of them are obviously sort of human scale, but we do also have some larger ghosts. We have the Virtues, which are 80 mil tall. And we will be taking them to the likes of Africa. So we've got basically uh, wolves, we've got big gorillas. We're looking at giant. No, I can't spoil that.
0: Uh, I can imagine there's a scary-ass lion. That, I mean, that's, that's me. Confirmed or I confirmed denied. Well, let's just go. Does it live in Africa? Yes. Yeah. The likelihood it turns up, well, I'll guess. I guess you can't say, but I can imagine, like, I I would love to see an elephant demon thing or a slow. I mean, that's really interesting. Like, I'm going to, you can't say anything. I'm going to speak from what I know. The beauty about going to Africa and exploring that is, I think you don't often see that part of the world at that time period investigated. before really it gets colonized heavily so so much that tribal element like i would love to see you tap into that and break forward because then whether you want to play solomon kane or not the miniatures on them by themselves are going to be freaking awesome and
1: I'll give. A little something Because because we're going to All these different continents What we're going to do To try and make sure That that feeling comes across That you've just described Is every mini Will have a scenic base Everyone will come yeah. With a scenic base So if you're on An African savannah And you're playing With tribesmen Gorillas yeah. snakes maybe lions um, you <laughs> will feel that from the mini even if you're not a big painter even if you're just a board gamer the minis will really jump yeah, off the okay.
0: board and then um, the gaming board uh, do you get a number of those yeah,
1: so let me just say because these are prototypes at the moment yeah, sure. we will not be sticking to this the, what you see now so to explain to people at home what we're thinking about doing because uh, obviously modular we're, yeah we're, we're still well ahead of the Kickstarter right now yeah. we have a lot of time still to get feedback but we as a company are really really um driving to get our game under people's noses before the Kickstarter as much as we possibly can. It's something that we is so important to us, to share it as as much. So you're not just relying on a Kickstarter page or a video, you can play it yourself. So we've done 50 events already, and one of the biggest things of feedback we've got is the boards at the moment are are quite simplistic, we would like something a bit more thematic. And we've taken that on board, so we're going to go double-sided tiles that you can rearrange. So for example, you're in a tavern, you play on one single small tile, so there's just a few NBCs for you to interact with, talk to find out where the necromancer's hiding and go and knock on someone's door or if you're chasing a lion through a savannah you're going to maybe have four tiles in a row so you've got a long straight yeah, path okay, if okay. you're having to search a room to find out where the secret entrance is we'll have a different tile setup so yes we think for the playtesting that's probably the route we're going to go but we're going to you're going to have to follow the kickstarter there'll be a lot of activity
0: okay that's that's really wicked and i, I can see obviously the opportunity based upon that you know you, little terrain pieces just to let it pop a bit. That, I'm just suggesting, like, but, I mean, even if you don't, I mean, there's no reason why you can't go to Company X and go, I just want a little fireplace or I just want um, a little tribal camp or something. And, and those and those yeah. flourishes could really then make, you can make the game your own as well yeah, and add to it. Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we, we did Mythic Battles was 32 mil. We did Joan
1: of Arc in 15 mil. Now we're doing Solomon Cain in 35 mil. We don't like to make things easy on ourselves.
0: So, next scale is 72 mil Inquisitor-based narrative board game. Yeah. That sounds
1: like hell. 20 Joan of Arc dragons on a board. Yeah, you heard it here
0: first. Yeah. <laughs> I think that basically covers everything. I, uh, yeah we'll link to the Kickstarter when it's out um, obviously we'll keep track of it there'll be videos on on tabletop of course yeah.
1: two things I'll say Sorry, finally at the end we're taking into to places he's never been before so if anyone's familiar with Solomon McKay and you played the stories not only will we be able to change the stories as they've already been written but we're taking them to the likes of America he never went there in the short stories so the, the licensors cabinet have been really good to us they saw what we've done and they said look we love it if you want to expand on it go nuts so we're going to write some of our own stuff what would happen if 16th century Solomon Cain met Native Americans and the kind of things that they feared
0: Wendigos great big elk beasts spirits that's cool because like one of my favourite horror films right now is The Witch oh okay because it's totally total a folk horror and, the, and that really taps into that the woods are oppressive and what what is in them and the Puritans and when they got there so Yeah. When he goes and oh, okay. Right. Well, that's me basically sold. (laughs) Um, I will attempt to back it. I am obviously uh, buying a house right now, so obviously my funds are limited. But that shouldn't stop you guys backing it if it if it tickles your fancy. And I have to say, I mean, one of the things I like because I'm a tabletop RPG, I can see the utility of the miniatures if you if you want to play a role play game that fits that time period. The 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 added bonus of oh wait a minute he's he's a witch hunter there's, there's some spirits it's great on that element as well so yeah good luck
1: well if any, good luck if anyone wants to I hope maybe by the time this goes out I'm not 100% sure but BoardGameGeek are running a competition for us right now okay. if any of you listeners want to there's three core sets of core pledges of the game up for grabs in the competition on their page and I think as a time of recording we're top of the hot list right now which is making us very happy we're hoping that's going to carry through to a really exciting campaign
0: Well, that's everything for now, and I'll talk to you later with something else interesting when I spot it. Thank you, and and that's all. See ya.